All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to or watching, I'll get that right eventually, the most electrifying podcast in all of internet, TV, and radio today. My name is Vinny Apicella, um, and I am here today, I'm just here for the for a brief introduction. I will get to wrestling and General Hospital later in the week. Today is Monday, August 24th, 2020. I am now 39 years old after a birthday this past Saturday, but that's besides the point. Uh, today I sit down, I'm gonna, I have, I had a great Zoom interview with Dr. Francesco Barone, and uh, he is a doctor of classical music. Um, and we go over it, it's a good, uh, it's a good interview, about a half hour or so in length. Uh, he's also a UFC fan, we talked briefly about that and about Fight Island and how, how combat sports between UFC and professional wrestling, WWE, AEW, sports entertainment, um, have continued on during this coronavirus, COVID pandemic compared to most normal sports. We talked about that briefly, but we also, but we mainly talked about his new book and his book is called A Chord Companion. It is on Amazon for $14.95. I highly check it. I highly recommend you check it out. Um, I, you'll see the, uh, picture of it later on in the episode. But I at least wanted to get up there and uh, let you know that uh, French Dr. Francesco Brown joins me today. And I will get to wrestling and General Hospital later in the week uh, because we had an awesome SummerSlam last night. We had an awesome NXT, uh, a great NXT takeover. But uh, the WWE Thunderdome is a big talk of the town. Uh, and in General Hospital land in Port Charles, what is going on with Baby Wiley and... Uh, Nell and Julian and the whole uh, Port Charles clan there. I'll get to that uh, later on this week. Uh, but for now, I'm going to let I'm going to take you to our my inter sit down interview Zoom interview, if you will, with Dr. Francesco Barone, Doctor of Classical Music. And here you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Dr. Francesco Barone. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he actually just released a book, uh, an, an instructional book on uh, teaching people how to play guitar. But let's first get to you. Uh, how are you today, Francesco? I'm doing great, Vinny. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, but let's start. Um, let's start with your past. What the uh, what got you involved in music? Because uh, I know you do play many different uh, instruments, but uh, you do excel at the guitar, I believe. Yeah, so the guitar is my primary instrument, and I'm really a guitar specialist. So there's a few other instruments that I would say I'm proficient in, um, but I'm really a, a guitar specialist. What um, got you started? So I, um, I got interested initially in grade school and actually, I actually was quite young, the first um, source of inspiration. Um, my dad, when I was growing up, my dad had in the basement a bunch of uh, things from old hobbies that he had. And so there was this little closet and there was scuba gear in there. And among other things, there was a guitar, a classical guitar. And I guess at one point he had um, tried to pick it up and he never uh, really followed through with it and so it was just in the basement and I always looked at it and I was I was always I was just kind of amazed by it I liked taking it out of the case and I liked kind of 
um, you know, blowing into the tuner, little blow tuner. And then um, every once in a while, I would try to play it, but it was a, you know, a full-size classical guitar with a thick neck and just my little fingers couldn't get around it. Okay. And then in fourth grade, I really wanted to start. And my parents were like, okay, well, you can learn an instrument, a school instrument. Which one do you want to learn? And I was like, well, I want to learn the guitar. But the guitar wasn't offered in public schools. So, um, so then uh, we, you know, tried to get lessons. It didn't quite work out. They got an instructional video and actually it kind of ties into my book because this instructional video, uh, it really just taught three guitar chords, uh, which for me, again, since my, my hands were small and these were, you know, pretty, pretty involved chords, um, I just couldn't quite, quite get into it. And so um, fast forward, it wasn't until I was in seventh grade and I started really getting into rock music that I picked up the guitar. And then my mentality was, well, I don't care if I have lessons or not, I'm just gonna learn this thing. And I had a friend who played bass and I had a friend who didn't quite know how to play drums, but he bought some drumsticks. Mm -hmm. And uh, my bass friend had a, guitar, a drum set in, in his basement. And so we started a band and I had my classical guitar there. And I was so just learning Metallica tunes from ear. Oh, awesome. Um, so what's the difference? You mentioned you, you thought you had, a, you had a classical guitar. What's, what's the difference between like a classical guitar compared to electric or acoustic or like, where does it, where does it fall? Where does it fall? That's a fantastic question. So, um, so I guess first to distinguish between an acoustic and an electric guitar. So an electric guitar um, usually is either a solid body instrument which means the, the body of the guitar is just one solid piece of wood or polymer, or it's what you would call a semi-hollow body, in which the body is hollowed out a little bit, but they're, um, you know, but, it, but the main uh, per sound production is um, by use of pickups or amplification. Um, so that's, that's an electric guitar. And then an acoustic guitar uh, really uses um, the soundboard or the top of the guitar to amplify uh, the vibrations of the strings to produce sound. And okay. so that's, um, but then within acoustic guitars, you have a difference between, um, you know, a steel string guitar or a dreadnought style guitar and a classical guitar. And so the, um, you know, your steel string acoustic guitar, um, the main difference is the, the strings. Actually, the tuning of these guitars are all the same. Okay. Um, but the strings of a steel string guitar are, are as in the name, are steel strings. Um, and generally the projection is uh, louder than a, an a classical guitar. Um, and also these guitars have larger bodies. Okay. Um, and so, um, and then an, a smaller feature is that the tuning pegs are pointed out. So that's probably the most recognizable feature. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, predominantly what I do is playing classical guitar. The tuning pegs are pointed back um, okay. with a classical guitar and has a smaller figure eight style body. And then uh, the, the, um, the, uh, the strings are made of, they were initially, they were made of like gut, like in the classical period, but mm -hmm. now they're made of, uh, you know, different polymers and that sort of thing or different type nylon. Um, okay. Yeah. So they're the, they're the difference. And, Classical guitars are oftentimes are used in folk music as well. So they're not exclusively used in classical music. Okay. So, um, 
so you said that you, you know, you started a band and you were uh, trying to play Metallica by ear. Now, for all those younger viewers out there, this is before YouTube existed. So couldn't just go get a YouTube video and, and teach yourself. You learned by ear. How, how difficult was that? You know, the, um, it was, um, I just had a drive. So I just did it. <laughs> I don't know. And it was like, you know, we wanted the band wanted to play Enter Sandman. So I learned how to play Enter Sandman. Oh, my awesome. acoustic guitar, you know? Yeah. And um, eventually my parents saw that and they were like, okay, we got to get this kid lessons. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually, um, you know, did get lessons. And, um, and I got an electric guitar too. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah. So you're not exclusive to the classical guitar. You did get an electric. No, actually, I began as an electric guitarist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Uh, so, uh, so growing up, you start with the electric guitar. You learn how to play Metallica. When was your first lesson that your parents got you involved in? So I was in seventh grade, and there was, um, I think there was somebody in my community who was, um, uh, you know, kind of relatively well known for teaching lessons in that area. Mm -hmm. And actually he was somehow like connected to my family. Um, cause my extended Italian family is all kind of connected. And he was like, you know, somebody, you know, some, you know, related by a few marriages, you know, we are connected somehow. So, so that's where I got my first guitar lessons. And he, um, you know, at first taught me mostly the kind of things that I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn chords. I wanted to learn, uh, riffs. Um, I learned some metallic, more Metallica riffs with him. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Um, so going through schooling, when you finally got into like high school, um, did you continue with outside um, classes and outside instruction? Or did the high school finally uh, have a, a place for a guitar player? Or what happened getting into high school? That's really interesting. Um, you know, actually, uh, I was, I had minimum involvement within my high school for music. Um, I did, I played guitar on the, you know, I kind of played guitar as a hobby. Um, but my main school activities, at least for my first two years of high school, were sports. I was, I played football my freshman year of high school. Really? Yep. I ran cross country my sophomore year of high school. And then I ran, my main sport was track. I was a sprinter and I ran um, uh, my first two years of high school. Okay. Uh, what position were you played? Did you play football uh, for football? Oh, you won't believe it. I was an outside linebacker. Wow. That, that, that's, uh, that's a shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but if I, I went on, I would have had to switch positions. I wouldn't have been able to do that in JV. I can understand. Okay. Um, but that's great. So you switched over to sports for high school and are you still taking uh, guitar lessons all throughout or did you kind of put it? Yeah, I was, no, I was taking guitar lessons throughout and, you know, playing and I was still in bands, like there was some bands and stuff as well. You guys do any, any uh, gigs for, for like your uh, peers for your uh, student body or anything? That's a good question. We had one, we played in a talent show when I was in eighth grade. Okay. And that was, that was the, uh, that was like, that was our only gig. <laughs> All yeah. right. Um, so you go through high school, you get into the sports and, you know, but all the while the guitar is still your thing. 
Um, so did you, so was that one of your main, uh, main choices in going to college? Your main uh, priorities was finding somewhere where you could uh, major in music. Well, that's a good question. So um, during the latter half of my sophomore year, everything changed and it changed with one guitar lesson. Okay. Um, so I heard Bach on the guitar for the first time. Okay. And it was, um, I heard a short prelude, um, BWV 999. It's just a, a single prelude. It's actually um, a piano piece as well. And, um, and it was the coolest thing. I had never heard anything like that. I had never heard, I had never heard like, you know, multiple lines and uh, the types of harmony that he was using. I was just so inspired. I had no idea what, and I just wanted to understand this music. And so from that point on, it was just like a switch. I knew that I wanted to study guitar in school. I knew that I wanted to be a classical guitarist. And I went in full throttle pursuit of that mm -hmm. um, at, at that point. And so, I, and so I dropped sports my last two years of high school and, okay. um, you know, really just prepared for, for college. So where did you end up going to college? I, um, I went locally. I went to uh, Temple University, okay. um, which has a strong music program for the area. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just, you know, got more exposure uh, to music there. And so there I was still a relatively young uh, musician. Um, so although I was playing electric guitar all along, um, I didn't really start uh, doing things like learning how to read until I was studying classical. So that was even fairly new to me. Okay. Um, so you so so when you're learning in your original electric guitar uh, instructor, he didn't teach you how to read music. He just taught you how to play. Yeah, he taught me how to play, and I was reading from uh, tablature. Okay, what's um, the difference of tablature compared to, um, you know, like with the, with, forgive me for the terminology, but the bars that uh, you see on sheet music? Oh, that's a fantastic uh, question. So, um, you know, so standard written notation mm -hmm. is um, common to all instruments, you know, so guitar is read on a treble clef, and that translates over to violin, it translates over to flute. Uh, pretty much any treble instrument. Okay. Um, and what it's notating is it's notating the pitches okay. that you're going to play. So if, you know, it might, it might have an A notated, a music notation, and you're to play an A on your instrument. Okay. Uh, whereas with tablature, uh, there's six lines. Each line represents a string on the guitar. Oh, okay. And then there's um, numbers mm -hmm. on the lines to indicate which fret you should place your finger on okay and so that's tablature so tablature you don't really need to know the names of the notes mm -hmm. or the pitches you just need to know where to place your fingers okay so it's basically just the so tablature would be the uh the diagram basically it's exact the diagram of where to actually put your fingers as opposed to reading the music the sheet music in front of you and knowing by memory how to create those those sounds yeah, that's yeah, that's a way to think about it. Although, I don't want to confuse it with chord diagrams, which are something different. Okay, well that <laughs> might be another show. Uh, but um, all right, so so you went to Temple University. Um, is was your major in classical music? 
Yes, yeah. So I was a, uh, I was a classical guitar major there. Okay. Um, so you graduate from, uh, you graduate from Temple, and then you, you, you wanted to go further. Um, seeing as you are a doctor of, of classical music, um, where did you go for your higher education in classical music? That's a fantastic question. So uh, just to backtrack a little bit, when I was in um, Temple, I was always very eager to learn and to take advantage of any opportunity that was afforded to me. So mm -hmm. if there is an opportunity to play with somebody, I played with them. Okay. If there is an opportunity um, to take a gig, I took the gig. If there was an opportunity to study something, I would study. If there was an opportunity to enter some program or some competition, I did it. And so one of the things that I did and some of the opportunities I had were to attend guitar festivals every summer. And okay. so I went to a whole bunch of different ones, but then my junior year of college, I went to a festival in Connecticut at the Hart School when they have a festival every summer. And I was just so amazed by the level of teaching and the level of playing that I saw. And I had never seen anything like it. And I was going to festivals throughout the East Coast. Um, and yeah, it was, so it was there that I was like, wow, I really, I really want to, I really want to apply for graduate school. I want to go on. And I picked a few schools, but um, I was really impressed with what I saw at heart. Okay. And then I, uh, the next year I applied and I got in, it was made very clear to me, mm -hmm. um, you know, that this was where, this was the best place to go. Awesome. Um, so you, so, you, so uh, let us know with the uh, doctor, doctorate, do you go for your master's first and then on for your doctorate? Is that the process or do you go directly from your bachelor's to your doctorate? Uh, no, the first is corrected. Um, in, you know, music performance, you'd complete a master's okay. and then go on for a doctorate. Okay. Um, and then you did some teaching at the heart for, uh, during your, uh, during your, uh, the latter, during your uh, higher education. While you were seeking your doctor, you were teaching there as well, correct? Yeah. So I was really uh, fortunate that for a short period of time, um, the school um, was, um, appointing a, a teaching fellow okay. in guitar. And so I was, I was a teaching fellow for one year mm -hmm. and my job was to teach uh, introductory guitar courses. Okay. Um, so it goes full circle. You start with, uh, now did you, were you teaching specifically classical guitar or were you teaching all guitar? How does the, how does the learning differ? Oh, you mean was for, uh, what I was doing teaching or what I was yeah. doing? What you were doing teaching. So, uh, so when, when, for my fellowship, I was teaching their uh, classical guitar courses. Okay. Um, right. Although I teach, um, I teach, you know, in different schools, I'll teach different styles. Okay. So you are well-versed. How does the teaching differ when it comes to classical compared to, uh, let's say, uh, an electric guitar? Uh, that's a good question. The main difference is the right hand. So okay. when you're teaching electric guitar, you're teaching acoustic guitar, um, the, you know, the right hand is much easier because all you need to use is a pick. Okay. And so okay. I'll, just, I'll just teach the student how to hold the pick and then, and then use it. Whereas with classical guitar, um, there's a discipline in learning how to play with the fingers. And so that's, um, and so that's, a, that's, a, that's a big difference because with classical guitar, it's similar to piano music where you're playing 
multiple voices on the guitar. Mm -hmm. um, whereas with acoustic and electric guitar, you're either playing individual notes or you're playing chords. Okay, great. All right, so you graduate with uh, your doctorate in classical music and uh, from, from the heart. And uh, now we move on to just recently, you recently published a book. And uh, the book is available on Amazon. I actually ordered it for my son. And I'll get you all the name of it uh, momentarily. But it is up on Amazon. And it is called Chord Companion, a chord, uh, a chord method, uh, chord method supplement um, by Dr. Francesco Barone. And um, what, uh, what, what made you want to write a book? That's a really good question. So um, one of the gigs that I more recently picked up was at the Community Music School in Essex, Connecticut. And so it's a, um, you know, it's a, a rural area in the, in the shoreline of Connecticut. And it's the only community music school within the area. Okay. So you are, so the school is attracting a lot of uh, different students with varied interests. And so um, my, uh, you know, my role in that school is to, to be very versatile, to be able to teach multiple instruments and to be able to teach multiple styles. And so I noticed that a lot of the, a lot of the kids that I work with really want to learn uh, their favorite songs and want to learn chords. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, um, you know, with this, I feel like I'm able to also work with them on um, the disciplines of classical guitar while also kind of giving them, you know, what they want. And so, um, and so I was looking for a method where I could, where I could do this. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there just weren't any out there. Okay. There weren't any that teach chords in a, in a, on a, in a, a sequenced sort of way. Mm -hmm. um, and there aren't really any that draw from popular music examples. And so I thought, hey, well, I can write this book. Like, you know, I can write this for, you know, for my students so they have a resource mm -hmm. um, of, you know, of, of, of a, you know, a, a sequenced way to learn chords. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually draws back into when I first learned how to play the guitar. Right. Um, that there was just, I had these, you know, this, this video just had three challenging chords to learn in the beginning. And I would never teach a beginner those chords. Mm -hmm. um, I would teach them much easier chords where they just need to use one finger on the guitar um, to start off with. And so that's uh, what my method does. And that was really the inspiration for writing it is to provide this resource um, and for my students. And I think it's going to be um, a great resource for uh, many guitar teachers across genres and for, you know, students and hobbyists who, who want to learn chords. Well, that's great. Yeah. My son, uh, I bought it for him. Uh, he got it, I want to say a couple weeks ago. He's been enjoying it. He said it's very helpful. Um, so is it going to be a textbook that you're going to teach from for your future classes? Well, yeah, I'm going to use it for a lot of things. So I'm um, running a, um, a class through the, the township of West Hartford. Okay. Um, the, Elmwood, uh, the Elmwood Community Center, a virtual class. Mm -hmm. And so I'll use that. I'll use the text for that class. And then I'll also, just for my private students, I'll, have, I'll work um, with the book through them, you know, through the book with them. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, yeah, and I, I've just found it great. I've, I've uh, used prototypes with, with my students, and they just really enjoy it. Um, great, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a lighter part of their lesson. They're just able to learn, you know, two to three chords at a time. And then while they're learning those chords, there's um, exercises to learn how to move from chord to chord. And then in each section, there's a song or two or three um, that incorporate those new chords um, into uh, popular songs. So is this the same type of method that, that you learn or are you simplifying? You're, you're taking what you learn and kind of simplifying it for, for more beginner uh, players. That's a great question. So what I'm actually, um, what I've actually done is I've taken, um, you know, I've taken the chords that I learned um, when I was in middle school, right? Yep. Um, and when I was taking guitar lessons as an electric guitarist, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm applying the pedagogy sequencing that I learned as a graduate student um, okay. at the Hart School, and um, and I'm kind of combining those things. So it's um, so it's applying um, the sequencing and the understanding of pedagogy uh, from my studies, um, you know, to material that's very you know kind of accessible to everyone. What is uh, pedagogy? Um, the what you just mentioned. Oh, that's a good question. So um, it's the, the study of teaching an instrument or teaching, oh, you know, it's just teaching. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, well, th that is, um, that's great. Uh, so what else are, uh, is music your whole life? Do you have any other like interests, interests or hobbies outside of, uh, outside of playing the guitar? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, you and I are part of the same church. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of my life, um, you know, being involved um, in the, you know, Greater Hartford Church of Christ mm -hmm. um, and my walk with God. Um, but yeah, I'm also into a lot of things. I'm, I never really gave up running. So um, after high school and in college, I kind of transitioned from being a sprinter to a distance runner. And I've kind of ran in 5Ks pretty consistently over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, but now I'm kind of transitioning into biking, um, with COVID and everything. I've kind of used this, this summer, this year to, to transition into biking. And so I hope that next summer I can get into some biking races. Okay. Um, That's awesome. there's that, uh, you touched on my interest in the UFC. Okay. Yep. Um, so I am, I'm, I'm in kind of an avid, uh, UFC fan and, uh, and watcher. Okay. So um, what do you, uh. What do you see with uh, the recent, um, I mean, throughout this whole COVID situation, it's kind of thrown a monkey wrench into just about everything, as I'm sure it threw a monkey wrench into some of your, uh, your gigs for, uh, as a you know, musician. Uh, how do you see, which we'll get back to in a little bit, but how do you see the, uh, the creation of Fight Island that uh, Dana White did not too long ago, and they kind of brought everybody, I want to say it was somewhere uh, I want to say it was in Asia, I think. That yeah, it's in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, where they uh, brought everyone in there. How did how how did you see that turning out? I think it's a great example of uh, free markets. Mm -hmm. That you know that here there's this uh, situation uh, where things are being shut down or being closed down, and the UFC found a way to keep continuing and keep delivering its product. It seems like. Um, of all the sports, uh, the UFC and what you're really into, WWE, mm -hmm. um, were able to keep, um, you know, keep things 
going with relatively a uh, little interruption. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. You know, which is crazy because out of all the sporting, uh, all the sports, wrestling and UFC are the two most, I want to say the, 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 the two sports with the most contact, so to speak. You know, you have they, uh, hockey, basketball, baseball. With hockey, you do get a lot of contact, but out of the other two, you don't get as much contact. So with, you know, them shutting down their, their seasons for three or four months, but yet WWE and, and UFC and AEW that have, you know, more body-on-body contact, so yeah. they stayed going. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of strange, but... Yeah, I just think, um, you know, I think something that uh, the UFC president, Dana White, and uh, WWE owner, Vince McMahon, have in common is they're uh, uh, very industrious, very innovative um, guys. And so, um, you know, I just think it's, uh, you know, their vision, which really carry their organizations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so going back to your, your, uh, your musical life, um, how did COVID... Uh, interrupt your your gig season during the summer that's a really good question so in terms of um you know in terms of teaching it really didn't interrupt things at all it was just kind of seamless like there was just especially my private teaching was just like one week i was teaching in person the next week i was teaching in line online and that's just how things were after that um so that piece of it was um that piece of it was was fine Um, Now, what I also do is I play concerts and I'll play uh, events and weddings and things like that. And those, those were completely shut down. Mm -hmm. So my, my event schedule from like April to the present was like completely canceled. Um, Although I've received like a gig here and there Uh, because, because now it's changing, I think. Um, And then the same thing with concerts, things were, uh, canceled and actually next week I'm going to be playing the first concert since like February um, Good. yeah yeah but I think people are you know people are adapting people are changing and so now with the gigs people are just gathering in smaller numbers um, and yeah. doing things outdoors um, so do you mainly and, play private private gigs like weddings and birthdays and, and, and corporate events or do you do any public uh, public gigs or, or gatherings so I kind of do everything. Yeah, I'll do, um, you know, I'll do public gigs. I've played a lot of, um, in the past, I've played a lot of concerts in libraries okay. and house concerts. Um, and actually, that's what I'm doing next week. I'm playing a house concert, but it'll just be outdoors. And it'll be a smaller number of people. Right. Um, but that seems to be, you know, that seems to be the direction that things are going in. And there's also, um, for concerts, is um, a growing um, demand for online concerts. Okay, yeah. Yeah. With uh, Patreon, really, you know, when it comes to paid, pay, almost paper, pay-per-view content, Patreon has kind of uh, stepped it up recently. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Patreon? You know, I don't. Okay. Um, so where, where do you normally do, like, uh, online, online uh, gigs? That's a good question. Um, I haven't quite uh, got my toe into it yet, although I'm planning to this, uh, this fall. Okay. Um, but I'll do most of my, I, but I, what I plan to do is to do my online concerts through Group Muse, okay. um, which is a classical, um, you know, a house concert startup. Okay. 
Um, so if people wanted to uh, book you for gigs, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, that's, that's a great question. Um, so what I can do, that's a really good question. I should have pulled up my links here. Uh, they can reach me at my website at uh, francescobarone.com slash contact. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, add, uh, cool. I'll add the graphic in post, but yeah. Perfect, just, perfect. Just go over the links that uh, people could reach you at. So. Sure, sure. And then um, for gigs and stuff, uh, you could go to Francesco Barone weddingguitarist.com mm -hmm. slash free dash quote. Okay. Um, if you want to, if for, um, you know, for events and things like that. Um, um, are you, are you on social media that people could go on and see some clips of your work or um, anything that you read you through social media? I am. I have, um, I have a YouTube page, um, which I can get you the link for that. Mm -hmm. And then I also have, um, you know, Facebook, I have Facebook, I have Instagram. Okay. And I can, I can send you the links over for those as well. Yeah, no, not a problem. We'll put the links up uh, probably right about now. Uh, they'll be below us, but um, Francesco, uh, Dr. Barone, I'd like to uh, thank you and uh, for coming on the Sportswire today. And um, I really hope that uh, your book sales uh, skyrocket. Um, I think it's great. You know, like I said, my son enjoys it. Um, I've never I mean, I had an electric guitar at one point in my life, but then I got into wrestling, so it turned into a weapon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but either way, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been great chatting with you, and uh, um, I'll talk to you soon. Likewise, Vinny. All Thanks right. for having me. You're very welcome, Francesca. Thank you very much. All right. So that was our in my interview with uh, – I keep saying our. Every time I talk about the show, I consider it our, even though it's only me. Um, that was my interview with Dr. Francesco Barone, Doctor of Classical Music. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you go to Amazon and buy his book. It is fourteen ninety five on Amazon, and it's and if you've got Prime, it's you know quick shipping. I think it takes a week, but uh, it'll help him out as well. If you're a uh, guitar player and you're still learning, or you just want to learn the guitar, um, go ahead and pick it up. It is, like I said, it's up on Amazon. It's only fourteen ninety five. He's a great guy, and I think that uh, the book the book has helped my son. My son enjoys it, and just how uh, how in depth it is. So, fan, it's a fantastic book. Um, I highly recommend it. So go to Amazon and pick it up. And uh, that's it. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, lots to talk about later on in the week about wrestling, about uh, General Hospital, about uh, sports. But uh, we'll get to that on. Let's say Thursday. Let's set it for Thursday this week, okay? All right, so my name is Vinny Absolo. You can follow me on Twitter at SWE. Follow Sportswire on Twitter at Sportswire Audio. Go to YouTube to watch this show and all of our archives, even ones that uh, are very early in the Sportswire's uh, public access run is up there. YouTube.com slash Sportswire SWE. And then anchor.fm slash sportswireaudio, or you can just visit sportswireaudio.com. Email me, sportswireaudio at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments that you want to get uh, to my attention, uh, we'll be talking about, um, okay, uh, we'll be talking about uh, uh, NXT TakeOver and WWE SummerSlam on the, next, uh, on the next show, which will be Thursday. 
All right, folks. I am Vinny Epsla. I am signing off. We'll see you next week or in three days on the Sports Wire. Have a great day, everybody.